everybody, I just wanted to take a minute and thank you for listening to this podcast. Make sure you leave a like and a review on whatever podcast platform you're getting this from. Watch my daily radio shows live stream on rumble.com slash Casey the host. And I'm moving away from Facebook onto Telegram. So please follow me on Telegram at Casey the host. And of course, my website, which is a conservative news aggregator. You can get all of the best real news every single day, plus my daily show prep podcast videos and more, theburningtruth.us. And if you like knives, Kydex holsters, pepper spray, and hidden cameras, make sure you do your shopping at asdefense.com. Enjoy the show. Why do I have to do this, man? We're just talking. I'm just talking with Josh about something that happened yesterday at the end of the show. And if you follow me on social media, you saw it because I posted a screenshot of the actual data for the day. Why is it that we have a news media who is so willing to? There's a couple of options here. One, lie to you. Two, not verify what they're being told is accurate. What? Why is that? Look, if you don't want to go into this business because you're lazy. You know, or you want to go into this business, but you're lazy. Just don't. Just find something else. Become an opinion columnist. There's plenty of money. There's plenty of job opportunities there. There is no reason for you to write news articles, for you to do news breaks on on radio, television, whatever you're doing, even even digitally. There's no reason for you to be a news anchor. There's no reason for you to be a reporter or a journalist. No reason at all if you are too lazy to look things up. This is so frustrating. Actual headline on, on local news yesterday. Okay. Local COVID deaths are overwhelming hospital staff. And and this was specifically about like Goshen and stuff. Okay. I posted a screenshot. You know how many people died with COVID yesterday in Elkhart County, the entire county, not just Goshen, the entire county? Five people. It's five tragedies. Okay. Five people. The seven day average for COVID deaths in Elkhart County is two. There are 16.4% of staffed ICU beds right now in Elkhart County that are not being used. That does not include the hospital's ability to scale, okay? That's just currently staffed beds, 16.4%. Of the ICU beds being used in Elkhart County right now, 50.9% of them are non-COVID related. 32.7% are COVID related. Percent. There's a, a total staffed ICU bed capacity right now of 110 beds, and only 32.7% of them are, are COVID cases. Again, I, I'm not saying that hospital staff isn't working long hours. I'm not saying that that hospitals are, you know, um, not dealing with a, an influx of cases because that's certainly true. The good news is that most of them are Omicron, and Omicron doesn't kill people. That's 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 the good news. Uh, Delta is still very prevalent, and the more Omicron spreads, the less relevant Delta becomes, and that's ultimately what we want. That's because it, it, uh, Omicron just doesn't kill people, folks. Thank God. Delta still does. But I, I'm sorry, when you're running headlines like this, and this shouldn't, I don't want to talk about this crap. But seriously, I don't. When I was on vacation, Shepard Smith actually did something decent on his, his new show. And Shepard Smith says, I, look, I'm, I'm tired of COVID. 
we're constantly reporting on COVID. I'm paraphrasing. We're constantly reporting on COVID being this just giant boogeyman and slaughtering people. And it's not. I'm, I'm tired. Just go about your life. I, I'm seeing local officials, Republican and Democrat. I'm seeing state officials, Republican and Democrat. They're all posting things that are inaccurate. They're statistically not true. And I'm sorry, but you should not have to turn on your television and see people going, yeah, hospital staff is overwhelmed by how many people are just dropping dead. Beacon Health yesterday. You know, I know we talked about this in the 5 o'clock hour. For those of you who usually listen 3 or 4, you probably missed it. Go listen to that podcast. I may or may not have had a temper tantrum yesterday. If Beacon Health comes out there and says, we're canceling open heart surgeries. So if you need open heart surgery, good luck with that. I, I don't know where you go, but Beacon Health ain't doing them. If you need valve replacement surgery, I don't know where you go because Beacon's not doing them. If you have a cancer, cancerous tumor that has to be removed, I don't know where you go because Beacon's not doing that anymore. And why aren't they doing that? What was the tweet, Josh? What did they say? People are crashing and dying in, in our emergency rooms right now. Okay. What did I do? I pulled up. All of the emergency room data, all of the COVID data for St. Joseph and Elkhart County yesterday. There is no massive issue here, guys. I don't know what else to tell you. The cases are lower than they were in December of 2020. The cases are lower oftentimes from what they were were at in, in September of last year. November, I should say 2020, excuse me. Um, Some cases, 2021. But it's this, the only thing that's changed is you fired a bunch of people and you don't have any staff. That's the only thing that's changed. There's 16.4% in Elkhart County right now of staffed beds available. They're empty. In the ICUs, okay? ICUs are all that matters. Hospitalizations don't mean anything. ICUs. And deaths. And thank God, there's not a lot of people in the ICU with COVID. And there's not a lot of people dying from COVID. Not just locally, but in the state of Indiana. The entire state of Indiana, 40 people yesterday died. So, where's where's this overwhelming of the system happening? The only explanation is you fired a bunch of people that you shouldn't have fired, and now you don't have enough staff to provide the services that you're supposed to provide. And instead of just admitting your mistake, and I said this yesterday, instead of just admitting your mistake and saying, you know what, we fired a bunch of nurses, here's the reason why we fired those nurses, and unfortunately, that ended up being a mistake, and now we're overworked. We've already done the stories here since I came back from vacation. All over the country... Hospital systems are rehiring nurses that are not vaccinated because they are short-staffed. You know, one of the biggest health systems in Michigan, they're 99% vaccinated, 700, 700 people in that health system, 2% of their workforce in a week got COVID. And I'm looking at this, like I said, I'm freely willing to admit that those who are still on duty are being overworked. I get that. But that isn't because cases are insane. 
as far as hospitalizations are concerned, because that's not happening. Yes, there are a case influx. There's a case influx, which we knew was going to happen in the wintertime. And Josh, did I or did I not say, maybe don't fire everybody before the cold weather hits where you usually have a surge in cases. I said that, right? I feel like I said that, Josh. The death rate continues to drop dramatically. Again, thank God. Throughout the entire pandemic, we were dealing with 5%, 3% ICU beds available. It's 16.4% now, and suddenly it's a bigger crisis than it's ever been. What are you talking about? It's just, it's not, it's not appropriate to be scaring. Stop scaring people this way. In our area, the Delta variant is still prevalent. And if you are somebody who is older, if you're somebody who has a comorbidity, this is still very much an issue that, that you need to be aware of. The good news is that Omicron across the world is not killing people. Very few people die with Omicron. Um, and the determination of whether they died with or from Omicron is still uh, remains to be seen. But thank God it's very few people regardless. And you look at the countries who have been dealing with Omicron in a much larger capacity than we have. In many of those countries, 90%. In Germany, 98% are fully vaccinated people. The people who are getting sick right now are people who got vaccinated and are now the ones that are left over. People with natural immunity are, are rarely getting sick. The statistic is still less than 1% who have had COVID previously will get reinfected. And a lot of people who have thought that they had COVID before, that included me, by the way, thought they had COVID before, didn't actually have it. They had something else. Um, th- this is just, you know, you're, you're scaring people for no reason. Make them aware of it so they're, they're able to take precautions if they want to take those precautions or need to take those precautions. But there's, there, folks, there's no reason to go out there and scare people about this stuff when all of the data, which is freely available to all of you, at coronavirus.in.gov. That's all you got to do. Indiana, just go to any search engine, Indiana COVID dashboard. You'll be able to pull this up. You can see how many people have tested positive in the area, how many tests have been done in the area, who's actually gone to the hospital, who's been in an ICU, who has died. And you'll be able to see that data. And and right now, as far as the pandemic is concerned, things are pretty light. Are they higher than they have been the past few months? Yeah. Absolutely. You're coming into cold weather. This happens every single season. We've, we've been talking about this from the very beginning, going back, gosh, you know, 2019, 2020. This is how this works. Why? I know the answer to that, and I gave you the answer to that yesterday. They can't admit, they can't admit that they made a mistake in firing all of those people. And so they have to put the blame on somebody else. But also, Captain Obvious has started to show up to work. You know, Captain Obvious took a couple of years off of work. Um, I guess he accrued some vacation time even more so than I did, and Captain Obvious decided to take off. Well, Captain Obvious is back at work. And the headlines that I've been talking about the past several days... And some of the other ones that I have for you today are are nuts. And I promise I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. I, I won't. I'll go to 3.30 maybe, okay? And then we're done. I'm finished with it. 
But I wanted to address that because it happened after the show yesterday, like right after the show. And I'm looking at him like, what are you doing? That's not what the data says. And it used to be that when journalists were told something, they would go verify that information. They don't anymore. They just accept it as gospel now. It's, it's wrong. It's, you're not doing your job. And it's absolutely wrong. A real journalist right now, when you look at the data that we have for Elkhart County, St. Joseph County, and the state of Indiana, a real journalist right now, when somebody comes at you and says, hey, we're overwhelmed in the system, then we go, well, cases are, are you know, hospitalizations and ICU admissions and, and deaths are a lot lower than they have been throughout most of the pandemic. Why are you so overwhelmed now? That would be a question. And you know, force them to answer it for crying out loud, because the answer is very simple. They fired a bunch of people that shouldn't have been fired. And they put themselves in a bad position to handle what everybody knew was going to happen in cold weather. Force them to admit that. By the way, most of the cases, female. 53% of the COVID cases are female. 46.4% male. The vast majority of those cases um, are 20 to 29. I should say 20 to 39 years old right now. That's the biggest bulk of those cases. And thank God, those folks, pretty minor. Minor, minor in symptomatics. So it's deaths, 46.8% of them are over 80 years old. 23.6% of them are 70 to 79 years old. 17.5% of them are 60 to 69 years old. This is Elkhart County, current data. 50 to 59 years old, 6.4%. 40 to 49 years old, 4%. 30 to 39, 1.5%. 20 to 29 years old, 0.2% of the deaths are, are 20 to 29 years old. So you're looking at 1.7% of the deaths of COVID in Elkhart County right now are between 20 and 39 years old, which happens to be the biggest, by far, the biggest age, age bracket who are testing positive right now. It's, it's, I shouldn't have to talk about this stuff, but it's an unfortunate reality. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Again, look, I'll, I'll put all of this in the Daily Show prep if you really want me to, which, you know, at, at the same time, it's all you got to do is hop onto an internet search engine, whichever you prefer, and just do Indiana COVID dashboard and pick your county. That's, that's all you have to do. It's not that difficult. Everything that I'm saying today is easily verified, and, and you can look at it. 574-2595-953. Dave, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Yes, uh, I just wanted to call and comment about the hospital situation and EMS in the area. Yeah. We have to, I'm a seasoned career fire paramedic lieutenant. Okay. I uh, did many transports to many hospitals over my career. Um, I was in the hospital here recently with my father, uh, listening to some of the other uh, units bringing in patients. And they're so overwhelmed. And, and it turns back to an issue with this whole thing is derived behind a centralized government who's trying to take control of every private sector aspect in our lives. And part of this, in my opinion, is to absolutely bankrupt and shut down the private medical systems mm. and all the way down to, to the EMS systems. 
And by doing so, there would be no competition. The government controls it all. And then we would have socialized health care again on a whole other route. Uh, to that point, uh, we had to call EMS for my father the other night to have him transported. Mm. It was obviously told that it was an ALS uh, call, and they, they sent out a truck with a BLS with no medics and no drugs on the truck to treat. Wow. And it was a 15-minute wait for them to get there. They called for a secondary truck to, to assist them with an ALS, and they couldn't put together a team a unit to, to come out to assist them. So this is an ongoing thing, and I've watched it in the ERs. I've watched it in the hospitals. Uh, I have to admit, I'm not, I didn't work my career in Indiana. I worked my career in Florida. Mm-hmm. But the things that they're talking about here in Florida, we did every single day, all day long, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all year long. So for them to come back and say that we can't, we don't have the personnel, we don't. No, the fact of the matter is they're pushing people out of the pers- out of the positions to bankrupt and and shut the shut down the system. Now I've heard this this theory before, and, and I've I've kind of alluded to it in the past. But you, as somebody who has got a background in it, you know, when you start looking at the thousands of people that have been let go, even just you know, in the state and in the area, if you go across the border, include Michigan there too. I mean, thousands of people have been fired from their positions just because they didn't well, want to. Do something, and, and a lot of them already had COVID anyway. But now, you know, as somebody and who's and it, go ahead. and it goes further because now they're putting uneducated, unexperienced people in those positions, especially inside the hospitals, who can't make the determination because they have no idea what they're doing. They can regurgitate a textbook, but they don't know the processes in which how to apply it. Yeah, and that's the, that's the sad side of when people are dying. So I just wanted to give my two cents yeah. about that as a career, uh, you know, firefighter medic. That uh, that's what's happening. I appreciate that that aspect of it. Yep. Thank you so much for the call. Thank you. Right. Bye bye. Take care. And you know, a friend of mine just they moved from Nevada to Florida, and he's a he's an EMT. And you know, they they left Nevada because of all the craziness that's happening there. But you know, again, I just I want to reiterate something. I'm not I'm not trying to you know trash the the hospital staff. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. I have no doubt that the people who are left are probably overworked. However, I want you to take a step back. There's two hospitals. In Elkhart County, you got Elkhart General, you got Goshen. Okay, you two hospitals in Elkhart County. You have 110 ICU beds. 36 of those beds are occupied with COVID patients right now. How can that possibly overwhelm two hospital systems? How can 36 people overwhelm two hospital systems? How, how can how can according to you know again it's this is mostly on the the health officials, the politicians, and and media. How is it that five people, as tragic as that is, five people dying, how is it that that can overwhelm two hospitals in an entire county? There's only one answer to that. And and it's not caseload. That's the sad part here. So we've got a pandemic where a study came out when I was on vacation that hundreds of thousands of Americans could have been saved had they allowed some of these treatments that are being shown to be effective. That didn't happen. So we've got hundreds of thousands of people who died, potentially who could not have died, who could have been saved. And, and we continue to have these policy positions, these, these public testaments and things of that nature that continue to put people's lives in jeopardy. You know, there's three cases where the, the court system got involved because there was a lawsuit about ivermectin. In two of those cases, 
ivermectin was denied. The, the courts did not force the hospital to provide ivermectin. In two of those cases, that was what happened. One of those cases, the courts forced the hospital to give ivermectin. And I realize it's only three people, okay? I realize we're just talking about three cases. But in both of the cases where the courts did not force the hospital to give ivermectin, the patient died. In the one case where the courts forced the hospital to provide ivermectin, the patient recovered. We've got a patient who was in a coma, has recovered from Viagra now. They gave Viagra to this person, which again, is a heart medication. They gave Viagra to this patient, they recovered. It's... There is blood, I've said this before, many of you are saying it today, and there's blood on people's hands here. And the more that we continue to create the problems for our medical system that should not exist, like firing thousands of people, some of these hospitals here, you know, hundreds, firing them so they're not available to care for patients who, who need that care. That's what creates a problem. It's not the virus. They're not having an issue with, with flights now because of the virus. They're having an issue with flights now because they fired hundreds of people and they don't have the staff. That's not the same thing. So when you hear the news go, no, no, there's, there's an issue with delayed and canceled flights because of COVID and the pandemic. No, there's an issue because they fired people who didn't want to get vaccinated. That's the issue. Okay, I guess I'm going longer than 3.31. I always say that I'm going to stop it at 3.31, Josh, and, and you know people want to talk and they want to call in. And But at the end of the day, you take a step back. How could five people passing away, as tragic as that is, how could five people passing away yesterday overwhelm a hospital system? How can 36 people in ICU beds overwhelm two hospitals? How? There's only one answer. MNC News Time is 3.34. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I know you didn't get everything that you wanted for the holiday season, but you can go to MyPillow.com right now. Use promo code Casey, get massive discounts. In fact, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally 70 bucks, man. You can get it for $19.98, which is cheaper then anywhere you're going to be able to find it locally in the few places that do actually carry the pillow, by the way. Um, I've seen it for $10 more. I've seen it for $20 more. But the reality is if you use my promo code at MyPillow.com, promo code Casey, you get it for $19.98. The good night's sleep that you're going to get with a MyPillow is so great. You're going to sleep so good. You're going to be in such a deep sleep, Josh, that when you roll over in the middle of the night to try and get sexy time with the spouse, they're not going to wake up. At least that's what I'm told by my wife. That's 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 what I'm told is the reason for, for her not waking up. So MyPillow is that comfortable, okay? Go to MyPillow.com, promo code Casey, and you will get the standard MyPillow for just $19.98. Plus, they've got tons of other great specials that you can get huge discounts, 30 and 40%, and sometimes even more and you can even get free stuff with uh, with buy one, get ones, and that sort of thing. But you have to use my promo code to get those. So go to MyPillow.com, promo code Casey. All right, to the uh, phone lines we go. Ryan, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, thanks for coming back, Casey. Oh, man, no problem. What's up? So a uh, real quick question, and we can go as long as you want. I've been going to school boards for four months now, and it's mm. like theater. So for to get them to take me seriously, I printed up medical studies. Okay. They gave me 170 that were not peer-reviewed. It was obvious. Mm -hmm. But I want to make sure I'm giving them peer-reviewed medical studies to combat 
their 172 masking studies. Yeah. Don't even talk about the kids just stopping COVID. And they're not even peer-reviewed. Well, and that's because they're not studies. Now, in the scientific community, for, for those who, who don't know, okay, in the scientific community, um, you have what is called like, a, you know, your, your basic initial lab test, right? Where you're just trying to prove that hypothesis might be worthy enough to go on to further studies, okay? Um, then, you, then you have a study, and that study doesn't mean diddly squat in the scientific community until there's at least a peer review. And then when there's a peer review, people can take the study a little bit more seriously because at least somebody else has looked at the evidence and said, yeah, I think that this is accurate. But even that is not a gold standard. What is a gold standard is a, a double-blind clinical trial. None of those exist that say that masking is effective. None. Zero. Zilch. Period. All of the peer-reviewed, all of the clinical trial studies that have ever been done on masking show that masks do not prevent the spread of an aerosolized virus, which COVID is. Okay? Period. Um, and you are a 100% correct in that. Uh, now... Well, I have done a bunch of these, and if if I were to look at their list of 170, you say, now, are they telling yeah, you it's sorry, 170, sir. or have they actually given it no, to you? No, no. This guy's been pretty cooperative, even though we don't agree. Okay. He sent me 172 to read over Christmas break. Okay. And I did, and none of them talk about what happens inside that mask, just what happens around in their community. And it was based upon all the kids in Berrien County. And I'm like, the superintendents did it. Uh, the health department did it as if they were scientists. And I'm like, no, yeah, that's, that's not, that's, that's not scientific research. That's, that's, it's no, it's it, So they're saying that there's 172 just in Berrien County. Yeah, I have the list. I'll send it to you. In a few, <laughs> there has not been 172 mass studies done in Berrien County. That is yeah. for darn sure. That has not happened. Um, so it's, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Obviously. Yeah, so that's... I got everything documented. I got a flash drive going right now. I'm going to every meeting. I'm videoing it. Um, so what I've ended up getting to is they spent their ESSER money on yeah. security cameras and psychologists. Mm -hmm. I listened to Brian killed me this morning. He says that the SEL program we adopted in July, which, by the way, is ethically failing right. because we have the lowest testing scores in like a long time. And yes. I'm trying to get those numbers so you have them. But ethically low because of SEL, masking, and all their bad policies, yep. just to sum it up. And my daughter goes to the high school the other day. She's told that only six people are supposed to be at the table, but they can't tell who was at the table first. So the custodian almost puts his hands on people to move people around. Yeah. And that becomes, now you're the uh, law enforcement of the school, too, yeah. the janitor. Yeah, and there's some real problems there. Crossing some total crazy lines. Yeah. So, so basically what they've given you is they've given you 172 opinion pieces that are not science. Correct. And they're pretending it's science. Okay. Yeah. Um, while there's a lot that I have on my website for you to go through if you really wanted to and you wanted to go to the NIH website and dig back to 2005 and look at every single study that's been done on it, uh, whether you want to go to the FDA's website right now, which specifically says that surgical masks are not uh, effective at all against airborne uh, contaminants, uh, which, of course, COVID is. I would send you to justfacts.com because this is probably okay, the I'll easiest place for you to get one article, which is very intensive. Okay. Justfacts.com. This is an amazing website. I have used it under the radar for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. Okay. Uh, really good researchers there. Justfacts.com. Okay. And if you go there, they have an article 
titled Everything You Always Wanted to Know About Masks. And in there, they break down um, the studies, the types of studies that should be taken seriously, the types of studies that shouldn't be taken seriously, um, what the results of those studies were. And it's not everything that's been done on it, but it is really good. And it will give you a very good baseline because I'm telling you right now, there has not been 172 studies, period, that have been done on masks. There certainly hasn't been 172 that have been done in Berrien County. That is a lie. So anybody telling you that is not telling you the truth. Put this together, mind you, the, the girl that, well, she's leaving us this year to retire. Let's all applaud her. She was a troublemaker in Berrien County. So. Yeah, well, it, you know, it, again, it doesn't. there hasn't been 172 studies, yeah. period. There hasn't been, because I've gone through all of the peer-reviewed and clinical trial studies going back to 2005. There's not 172 of them. You, you were the yeah. first one. I'll give you credit. If nobody else gives you credit, I give I know. you credit. They don't. I appreciate I, it. Thank you. <laughs> well, look, and here's, okay, here's the thing. So these things came out today. The United Kingdom government has now admitted that there is no evidence that masks work in schools. Okay. None. Okay. Now, that's the enti- that's the government. Keep in mind, they have a government system there. So that's their government saying there's no evidence that it works. Uh, ABC 11 News, okay? This is a local ABC affiliate, ABC 11 News. Uh, Evidence emerging that cloth masks do not work against COVID. Because there's a push for N95s now. And when I came back, you know, on on, uh, Tuesday, and I had those 50 links of Casey was right and we were all wrong, that included a bunch of of the so-called experts, including Leanna Wen on CNN, coming out and going, cloth masks don't work, stop wearing them. And the push is not to get surgical masks, which are better than cloth masks, okay? But surgical masks don't work either, and even the FDA's own website says that. They want everybody in an N95 mask. Now, N95 masks don't work either, and they have a very short shelf life when you're wearing them, and they do restrict your breathing, which is very concerning for younger users, which is why they don't make N95 masks for kids, because there's a danger there. But they're trying to push everybody to N95s because of the masks that are available that are not an actual respirator with a canister attached to them, N95s are the only one that stand a chance of possibly potentially even doing anything. But they still aren't effective. There's been studies on N95 masks, and they don't, they don't reduce the spread of the flu. They don't reduce the spread of any other coronavirus that they've been studied to do. And they do cause headaches. They do cause shortness of breath. And they do reduce uh, restrict oxygen flow. So... There's, you know, some things that have to be considered when you're actually pushing for N95 masks to be used. And everything that I've said is 100% verified in the scientific research, which you can even get at the NIH's website. And that's why I've been saying for two years, just give me one study. They don't have any. Yeah. Well, just so you know, I know you're going to have to cut me short. Yeah, I'm uh, running late. Yeah, Yale just released some study in Canada, Omicron negating the vaccine. So go ahead and get the vaccine. Yeah. The new virus is going to negate it. And, and South Africa says, it. yeah, South Africa says the same thing. It, it, it burns right through it. So burns right through it. Functional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you much. All right. You, have a good All right. One. you take. I went long there, but sorry, turn off my microphone for you. Want to break? I went long there, so it's going to be a quick turnaround. We come back, but we got more coming up. Ninety-five-three MNC. Yeah, the idea that Berrien County health, uh, not health officials, but school board officials are trying to pretend that there's been 172 studies that show the masking works in Berrien County. That's that's once again, that's a travesty that we talked about where people are being lied to. It's, it's not true. It's not accurate. They know it's not accurate. They know that they're pushing a lie on people. They don't care because it's about the narrative. 
We got a call from a parent earlier today that said Mishawaka Public Schools are now telling students that uh, they're going to get in-school suspension if they don't wear their mask properly, and that Omicron is the most dangerous variant of COVID yet. It's not. Omicron doesn't kill hardly anybody. Omicron actually reduces the the likelihood of death and serious adverse reactions to COVID more than the mRNA vaccines data shows. It's it's actually better than the vaccines at preventing death when you get COVID. That's that's research that came out over the weekend as well. You know, Omicron, even Fauci says that Omicron is less severe. And I went over numerous bits of research on Tuesday about this. The fact that school officials in Mishawaka are lying to students about that, anybody who says that in the school system should be fired in and removed from, from the classroom immediately. More coming up. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company locations in South Bend and Warsaw? R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. All right. Uh, we are live streaming today, rumble.com slash Casey the host. Also working on building my getter profile today. So uh, we've we've more than doubled how many followers we have on getter uh, in the past couple of hours. Appreciate that. So on Getter at Casey, the host, uh, Telegram still, still my primary, but uh, I would like to use Telegram and Getter equally if we get to that point. I did ask Getter today, I did ask them for um, uh, verification and permission to live stream on the platform. Uh, and as you know, it's other social networks again are attacking them. They just became, uh, this afternoon, Getter became the number one downloaded social media app on mobile devices. Uh, earlier this morning, I think they were number two or three. So they've, in the middle of the uh, the afternoon, they became number one. So the last time that that happened was when Parler went number one. And it was a couple of days after Parler went number one that everybody went for him. And the thing, what's interesting about the Getter situation uh, is that Getter's primary assault is coming from Gab. And... That's what I find very interesting about it. Of course, Gab is, uh, I, I don't like the way that Torba does things, but, you know, it's, I think that they're, they're great in the tools that they develop. Uh, you know, they got this mobile phone, they've got Gab Pay, uh, which will help businesses like mine. They, they develop these amazing tools, but I don't like the way that they attack everybody that isn't them. And instead of Gab being like an, an ally of some of these these platforms, they attack every single one of them. Uh, so now there's a full court press because Getter has become the number one downloaded social media app. Uh, there's a full court press on everybody who is invested with Gab to attack Getter today. Uh, and it's really been happening for about a week or so as as the uh, the writing is on the wall. I, I you know it's. Certain people who work at at Getter apparently are Hillary supporters, and and as a result, you know you shouldn't go to Getter. And uh, now I guess there's um the latest thing is they're they're accusing Jason Miller, who founded Getter, of being pro mask and and that sort of thing. So, uh, <laughs> I I don't know if any of it's you know accurate. I haven't really looked into it. It doesn't really matter. You know, it's it's fine to know that information, but it doesn't really matter all that much. It, all that matters is, look, if you go to the platform, are you allowed to say what you want to say? 
within within reason and legality? Are you allowed to say what you want to say and then not be censored or, or disciplined as a result of it? And that really should be the standard bearers. I've told you before, you know, it's just because somebody who might be left wing works for a company doesn't mean that the company is inherently left wing. It's that's a silly mantra to have. Um, you know, it. what's interesting about this, OK, there is a lot of anti-Semitism on Gab. It's it's not the majority of it, but it exists. And that's because Gab's policy is if what you post isn't illegal, we allow it. And for the record, I think that that is a decent policy to have. I know that some people don't like it, but I think that that is a good policy. If it's not illegal, that's what I think the policy should be for everybody. If it's not illegal, then you're allowed to post it. That's Gab's position. But that doesn't mean that Torba or anybody who is corporate Gab is anti-Semitic. And so I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't use the standard that they apply to everybody else on them. I don't think that it's fair. But there is a full court press now from people who are, are well-known on Gab or affiliated with Gab to really go after Getter. Um, I, both platforms, I think, have plenty of, of, of space. I still think that Parler has a place if, if you're on Parler. Um, like I said, I, I've gone to Telegram. I would like to use Telegram. I would like to use Getter equally. We'll see if that can happen. You know, I, I haven't made a, a, a full court press to build up my getter at all, but I know that, you know, they've, they've had hundreds of thousands of new signups over the past several days. Number one downloaded app. So if you have a getter profile, follow me on getter. I've been posting there regularly. Uh, it's on getter at Casey, the host, of course, it's Casey, the host everywhere. The only exception to that is Twitter, which I'm not on. So if you want to follow me anywhere, go to Casey, the host at Casey, the host, I should say on whatever social media platform you prefer. If you're on Gab and you prefer it, fine. If you're on Parler, you prefer it, fine. Uh, I just post on those platforms a lot less than I do Telegram and Getter. And for video content, don't worry about YouTube. Just follow me on Rumble. Everything that shows up on YouTube will have been on Rumble first anyway. If you're on Odyssey, because a lot of the, uh, the COVID doctors and things like that are on Odyssey, I'm on Odyssey too. So when I post something on, on Rumble and it feeds over to YouTube, uh, then it will go to Odyssey as well. So wherever you feel comfortable. And, that, and that's just it. You know, there's going to be some people who don't like some of these communities. They don't like the apps or, you know, maybe you've built a community in one particular place and you don't want to move that over. I, I get it. So just, you know, follow whichever one. I'm just letting you know, for my, my purposes, I will post more on Telegram and Getter right now than I do on any of the other ones. Um, Telegram primarily. So if you follow me on Telegram, you're always going to get accurate information on, on what's happening with me uh, sooner than everywhere else. All right, so let's take a look at what's happening with It's Not News, it's CNN, because this is just, uh, this is hysterical. So the fourth quarter has come out. Uh, the primetime viewership, so this is just prime, this is not overall, this is just the primetime viewership for It's Not News, it's CNN. 73% decline in the fourth quarter last year from, from year over year. Holy smokes, 73%. Josh, what would happen to me if I lost 73% of my audience within a year? I don't think John would be real concerned about paying my salary anymore. If I lost 73% of my audience in a year, wow. So their primetime fourth quarter viewership is just 642,000 people total. Total viewership. 
That's when you take all of primetime and combine it. <laughs> that is terrible. Holy smokes. CNN saw more declines than its cable news counterparts. The network averaged 492,000 total viewers across the 24-hour daytime period total day in the fourth quarter, which placed it at number six on basic cable. The 492,000 is negative 18% from the network average in the third quarter and negative 67% from the fourth quarter of 2020. Good God. CNN also averaged 642,000 total viewers in primetime, placing it at number 16. 16. Imagine being in 16th place. I have never been in 16th place in my entire career, Josh. Ever. It's never happened. The 642,000 average is minus 22% from the third quarter in uh, 2021 and minus 73% from the fourth quarter of 2020. It's just, dude, it's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. I I just, I mean, I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised at all. Fox just dominates everybody. You know, it used to be, people used to ask me this all the time. Yeah, when you calculate everybody, though, do they have the same viewership that Fox News has? Because Fox always dominates the ratings, but it's always a good question that, that people have is, yeah, but, Fox is one network, and then you've got multiple other networks. So if you combine all of those other networks, do they equal Fox? And the answer was, yeah, they always did. So if Fox News had 300,000 viewers and maybe MSNBC had you know 100,000 or CNN had 120,000, whatever, when you combined them all together, they would pretty much equal what Fox News had. That is not the case anymore. So right now, okay, if you look at viewers in the, the Target demo, 2554, For the fourth quarter, for the total day, Fox News, okay, Fox News has, um, no, total viewers and then the the 2554. So Fox News, in in total viewers, they've got almost half a million more viewers than MSNBC and CNN combined. About 400,000. When you look at the target demo of 2554, I mean, they're pulling in like 50,000 more people. So right now, we're at a point where if you combine the other competitors together and place them against Fox News, Fox News still is destroying them. Whereas it used to be that if you combined CNN and MSNBC, and if you combined all of them and put them against Fox, it was about even. And they oftentimes would have a little bit more than Fox, but that is not the case anymore. It's, it's so bad over there. And, and the, the weird thing about this is that so many people have left Fox News. And Fox News is still doing this. You know, Newsmax is in play. They continue to grow. Uh, they're not as popular as they were in, in the the short few weeks after the election season. But they continue to grow. OAN continues to grow. And so a lot of people are even leaving Fox News. And Fox News is still doing this damage. I mean, that is just... I don't know how you recover from something like that. Which is probably why CNN is is being sold off to Warner Brothers. Now, Warner Brothers, again, says that they're going to get CNN back to doing real news. And they're going to hire real journalists <laughs> and change things up. So that changeover hasn't fully happened yet. We'll see how that goes. But and then you've got scandals and, and you know, Cuomo situation. And you've got producers that are pedophiles repeatedly. And, and this is, you know, there's it's just a it's an absolute mess. 
Could you imagine being Warner Brothers and trying to take over CNN, knowing you have a damaged product that needs a complete overhaul, and then the biggest host on CNN gets fired for repeated sexual harassment, and then you find out the multiple producers are pedophiles, and you're Warner Brothers just trying to take over this this product. That's I don't envy the executives over at Warner Brothers at all. I, I really don't. It'd be interesting to see what they do with it and if they actually do get CNN back to doing real news. I'm I'm skeptical, uh, but I've been in this business a long time, so I'm a cynic. So who knows? Maybe they'll surprise me. You got more coming up? News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. This is an interesting way to start an article here. A quiet revolution is brewing in the state of Indiana. Yes, love that. I'm, I'm privileged and an honor to have you know been there for a lot of these parents who are waging this war in the state of Indiana. This is from IndieSources.com. For the first time that anyone can remember, dozens of first-time candidates are stepping up to challenge sitting Republicans, uh, Republican state legislators in Indiana, and they're doing it from the right. They are pro-life, gun rights, and fueled with populist anger over the mask and vaccine mandates and the never-ending state of emergency. I posted a press release today uh, on Getter and Telegram. Uh, where did this go? This is from the... The American Healthcare Association and the National Center for Assisted Living in the state of Indiana, they want the, uh, the, the COVID emergency declaration to be extended in the state of Indiana. So uh, they issued the press release. They sent it to me today. I posted it on social media for all of you to read if you would like to. And, you know, people are sick and tired of it for various reasons. Uh, the damage to your kids and everything else. I know that we talked about you know, what's happening in in uh, the, the Mishawaka schools earlier with teachers lying to students and telling them Omicron is the most dangerous COVID variant ever. It's not. It's actually the least dangerous. It is the most infectious, which is, again, kind of what we want. Um, the, the abuse that is happening with our kids with that, with critical race theory, masking, and all of the other stuff that's going on. Hey, we talked a little bit with, uh, with somebody earlier about SEL and all of the uh, things that are happening there. You know, this is this is a full-fledged attack on your kids and your family. And parents are not putting up with it. And I know that locally, is, you know, again, I, I've just been lucky enough to know a lot of these these folks. They've reached out to me for assistance. I've been, been able to provide the assistance when I can. But they've been the ones that have been in the trenches fighting for their kids from the very beginning. And they've got these two pieces of legislation now that have been introduced for the legislative session coming up. And... Candidate after candidate after candidate after candidate coming out of the woodwork, particularly for school board, but not just school board because state legislators now. And they are not taking this anymore, which is exactly what should happen. If your politicians are not representing you, you need to kick them out of office. And I've already told you the story before. You know, there's these really good candidates in various parts of the state that they're veterans. Uh, many of them are minorities. And extremely qualified, very well-spoken, have all of the boxes that you would want in a candidate ticked. Just amazing people. And they're running for office. And what's the state party doing? The state party's going, no, 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 no. 
you have to wait in line. This person has been, you know, a party operative for 20 or 30 years. Yeah, he's also awkward, not presentable, and doesn't speak well. Josh, you're a young guy. Are you more, you are more attracted to a candidate that's a little bit closer to your age, can speak your language, or somebody who's like 70 years old and hunched over and about to die? More your language, right? If the Republican Party wants to start reaching out to those demographics that they desperately need, especially in the state of Indiana, they better start doing it. The candidates are there. The Republican Party's just not embracing them. So guess what? These candidates said, all right, we'll just primary your sorry butt and kick you out of office then. And that's what they're doing. Good. This is going to be a really interesting midterm, folks. I know that a lot of people take the midterms off. Mm -mm. Don't take this one off, particularly in the state of Indiana. I'm going to link to this article, really good article about a lot of these candidates. Uh, Margaret Mang is the one who wrote it. Highly recommend that you read it in the Daily Show prep today at TheBurningTruth.us. More coming up, 95.3 MNC, MNC News Time, 431. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creation, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Uh, so what is, uh, what is, it is the 6th, right? January 6th? I feel like something happened on January 6th, on a recent January 6th, but I don't know. I'm not really, not really sure. But I'll tell you what is happening, though. College football championship is here. We are just talking about this during the commercial break, right, Josh? To celebrate, FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with 30 to 1 enhanced odds on either team to win, which means that you can bet $5 to win 150 bucks on either team to win it all. So you can go ahead and uh, and pick it. Just remind us who's in the the uh, championship again, Josh. Georgia and Alabama. Hmm. That sounds familiar too, Josh. Does that sound familiar to you? I'm expecting a familiar result. I'm going to take Georgia. Who you taking? You taking Georgia? I'm taking Bama. I just I despise Alabama so much, and so I'm I'm gonna take Georgia. <laughs> but it doesn't matter who you take, okay? It doesn't matter who you take because a five dollar bet can be 150 bucks right there in your wallet. Just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook using promo code Casey and make a deposit to claim your 30 to one enhanced odds. There's no better place to bet on the college football championship than America's number one sportsbook. And if you already have a FanDuel, FanDuel's hooking customers up with $50 when you refer a friend, plus your friend will get $50 too. Don't miss your chance to win $150 with a $5 bet on the college football championship. Again, download FanDuel Sportsbook, sign up with promo code Casey. Must be 21 or over and present in Indiana. New users only $10 first deposit required, must wager in designated offer market. And max bonus, $150 restrictions do apply. See the full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, Please call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Your kids are tired of not being able to eat. Get help. All right. What do we have here? Don't tell me that was too far. I'm from Las Vegas, okay? If anybody knows about gambling addiction, it's me. It's be- <laughs> not that I've ever been addicted. I've had I've had uh, friends and family who have been, but, but I've never been addicted. All right. So January 6th, uh, everybody is running around and... Well, they're they're doing their usual, their usual. Uh, it was an attack. Fox News right now. It was an attack. No, it wasn't. It wasn't an attack. It was a riot. It was, and not not in a good way. It was a riot. 
Um, there were there were peaceful protesters who were there. There were people who were not peaceful. It's uh, the people who are not peaceful should absolutely be prosecuted. I don't think that anybody is has made an argument uh, contrary to that. I think that's been pretty clear for for pretty much everybody. But here's the thing: as more and more evidence gets uncovered on January sixth and what happened, it sure does look like this was a federal operation. I'm still wondering where Ray Epps is. Anybody? Anybody know where Ray Epps is? It's, it's Epps, I think, with a P. Uh, where's that guy? He's the guy that apparently kicked it all off. Uh, he's also apparently working with the FBI. How many people who were there on January 6th do we have to find that were basically feds before we start to say, you know, would any of those people have gone into the Capitol building if they weren't led by these these feds it becomes a real question there and for many years there's been a debate about the tactics that the fbi in particular uses to trap terrorists and that is they find somebody who might might be sympathetic to a terrorist cause but that person's basically minding their own business and then the fbi pretends to be a terrorist organization and then radicalizes that person gets that person to finally commit to something that they never overtly committed to or even insinuated they would be willing to do. And then they sell them the materials to do it, and then they arrest them. And so there's been a debate for many, many years about whether or not that is an ethical tactic. You know, would those people have gone that route had they not been radicalized by the federal government, had not been given the tools to do it by the federal government, would they have gone to that place? And, of course, the federal government's position is, well, you know, all we did was pretend to be terrorists, and they're radicalized, and they're the ones that wanted to commit the attacks. And we had to gather evidence. We had to give them a way to purchase the materials and things like that to carry out those attacks. So there's been those two sides of the coin. But there are a lot of people who feel like a lot of these folks would not be radicalized if the federal government didn't initiate it, right? So you start to look at what's happened on January 6th. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. Um, But we have an awful lot of evidence that this was a federal operation and that there were a massive amount of of feds that were in that crowd who initiated the breach of the Capitol, that it was the feds who did it. Now, again, it kind of depends on which side of the Capitol you're on. This is important that everybody still remember this. In some parts of the Capitol, there was no violence. They were peacefully led into the Capitol. They walked in. Um, you know, the police let him in. There was no fisticuffs. There was no violence. There was none of that. In other places, there was. They, they did engage in physical uh, attacks on police officers there. They did break through barriers. They did go into the Capitol. Uh, some of them, you know, threw some trash around and that sort of thing, but they didn't, they didn't cause massive amounts of, of damage at all. Uh, and that's one of those narratives that got debunked pretty quick was uh, there wasn't a lot of damage that was done. Even with the people who were violent who did go in, they didn't commit a lot of damage. Um, now, of course, Nancy Pelosi's laptop still apparently is is uh, gone in the wind and nobody knows where that is and that sort of stuff. Uh, there's some people who, who clearly engaged in some illegal activity, but the vast majority of the people who even entered the Capitol really didn't. Which is why none of them are, of course, being charged with insurrection because there wasn't an insurrection. Anybody who says insurrection is automatically um, eliminated from the conversation as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Because it clearly wasn't. Now, there is a a term that has been used called fedsurrection. 
it has started to show up because of how many how many feds appear to have been in the audience in the crowd and we have video of one of those individuals initiating at least one of the capital breaches we've also got video of antifa and blm activists initiating one of the capital breaches again does not absolve everybody else for following suit okay i'm going to make that very very clear but would they have breached the capital had they not been led to breach the capital by federal operatives does it matter for many people it does matter for others probably not so much it just kind of depends on where you are on this issue but what is undeniable is that there's an awful lot of people who have now been identified who are in the crowd who are on camera leading the charge into the capitol who are on the payroll of the federal government they were basically federal plants inside that crowd that's undeniable we have that evidence now not everybody but there were people that were there that are on camera initiating the breach at the Capitol. Uh, remember, you've got some people who are being accused of, you know, trespassing is the big charge that they throw around here for uh, for what happened on January 6th. But um, some of those folks who are being charged with trespassing on the Capitol, of course, have, you know, successfully lobbied for the surveillance video where they are accused of breaching the Capitol to be released. And what happened? Well, they didn't breach the Capitol. They were invited in by Capitol Police. Got news for you. You can't trespass when you're invited. Now, the the federal government is making the case that that's still trespassing, even though they were invited in and the door was unlocked for them to come in and they were they were escorted in by Capitol Police because the Capitol Police were afraid for their safety and that was the only reason that that happened. That's really going to be a difficult thing to prove in, in a court of law. Uh, you do have undeniable. This has now been established by the courts. There has been actual human rights abuses of some of these people who have been detained. Uh, some of them have been denied medical care. Turns out that the person responsible for all of that is a rabid anti-Trump activist and, and responsible for that, uh, that uh, jail system there. So there's a lot of things that are, are coming out about this as more and more information gets released, we start to find out that there is a ton of federal agent footprints all over what happened on January 6th. We've also got the National Guard straight up saying to everybody that Nancy Pelosi is lying when she says she requested assistance because she didn't request assistance when she said and the National Guard uh, was, was ready and willing and able to provide any assistance if it was needed and they weren't called in. So there's there's been a lot of politicians in Washington D.C. have been caught lying about this. I know AOC, of course, she she said that she was you know almost murdered that day, even though she was nowhere near it. There's just a lot of stuff about this case that that have come out that clearly destroy the established media narrative. And so when I I'm looking up and I'm glancing at Neil Cavuto, who should be out of a job, and I'm looking at Neil Cavuto and he's like the January sixth attack. It wasn't an attack. What are you talking about? There was a uh, Trump official here about a week ago. I forget who it was. I apologize. But um, they did say that there was a plan, and I don't put much stock in this. Okay, but They did say that there was a plan to stop the certification of the election, but the Capitol riot actually prevented that from happening. I, I don't know that I believe that. I'm just letting you know that they're saying that. 
Um, Joe Biden basically uh, called uh, Trump the president today. He launched another attack on on Trump over the uh, the Capitol riot. Uh, we have found out that there is likely yet another individual that was killed by police during the uh, during the Capitol riot. And that's another thing that I think is important is that in some of the places where the Capitol was breached, it wasn't breached until officers fired on them. You know, they fired tear gas and flashbangs and things like that. And there was one video which I was showing all of you on my social media pretty pretty quick after that, a couple of days after the uh, the riot happened, where they were just outside peaceful until the police fired into the crowd. And when police fired into the crowd, that was when they broke the windows and breached the Capitol. So there's some culpability on the Capitol Police as well. Now, there's a lot of things that there's plenty of blame to go around is basically what I'm saying. And a lot of charges probably need to be filed on, on people of both sides. But um, then there's those who didn't actually do anything wrong and, and are facing charges for no reason whatsoever. This is a very. This is a very convoluted story that has been used and will continue to be used because the Democrats don't have anything to run on. So they will use this as a way to demonize anybody on the political right when it comes to the midterm elections, because it's the only thing that they have at this point in time. More coming up, Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Uh, just got a couple of people want to chit-chat about this. We'll head to the phone lines, 574-2595-953. Joe, welcome to the program. Hey, good afternoon. You kind of um, jumped what I was going to talk about, Casey. Oh, okay. Uh, I am so tired of the word insurrection. Yeah. I even looked it up on, in the dictionary. Yeah. And it's a violent you know, with weapons uprising mm-hmm. against the form of government. Right. There was no violence. There were no weapons no. Um, of an organized group for the yeah. most part. These right. people didn't even know one another. Well, and here's and, the thing. It, what's funny about this is that this has already been investigated by the FBI, and even the FBI is like, yeah, there was there is no insurrection. And they're still running hate, around saying it. I hate it. the term. Yeah. I hate the term. Yeah. Even Ted Cruz used the term, and I'm so disgusted um, when I heard that. And I heard on... on who was it? It was on Tucker's show. This guy explained it correctly. He yeah. says, you know what? To these people in Washington, maybe this was a violent uprising because they're so isolated <laughs> from reality. Well, and, and here's the here's the, the thing. So so even if you take Fox News' terminology today, which is that it was an attack, which of course it wasn't. But if if it was an attack, then is every BLM riot an attack? Is every Antifa yeah. riot an attack? Especially when they go after federal buildings and stuff. It's like if you want to use this terminology, it's got to be consistent. Uh, but it clearly wasn't an insurrection. Yeah, Ted Cruz today called uh, the Trump supporters who were there terrorists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not going to go over very well. So one one last thing. Yeah. In Wisconsin, when you had the governor in Wisconsin, he was doing that school reform. Yeah. And all those teachers, everybody stormed the the house there in. Everybody forgets that, man. Was that was that an insurrection in the state of Wisconsin? You'll never hear that. Well, you know what's funny is I, I when the situation happened in Michigan. Remember the anti-lockdown protesters, and they went into the yep. legislature and they they did that. And I had one of those legislators on the show to kind of talk about it. I compared that to what happened in Wisconsin. It was interesting that nobody remembered that. Nobody remembered. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you. You take care. Great show. Love you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that the Capitol building has been invaded and occupied by several groups over the years. More coming up. So I just saw that there is going to be a vigil for the Capitol 6th riot in South Bend. A vigil. Not for Ashley Babbitt, who's the only person who was killed that day, but for the Capitol riot. Now, there's one other person that the family is now suing. Um, They have video that... She died specifically because of one of those preemptive police uh, flashbangs that was shot into the crowd. They have video of her getting hit with the canister and then having a medical episode that was triggered by the police. So she's she's police victim number two. And now there is evidence that suggests a third person was killed by police that day. Now, remember, we have a total number of people who died um, and they were all Trump supporters. And they, basically, there's one person who was directly killed. That was Ashley Babbitt. And the rest of them had, like, medical episodes. Well, now the evidence keeps coming out that those medical episodes were probably triggered by police initiating, initiating in some parts of the Capitol the violence. Um, and, we again, we've been talking about this since right after what happened on January 6th, that there was, you know, clear video from within the crowd Everybody's standing around. Everybody's peaceful. There's no big deal. All of a sudden, the police fired flashbangs and and tear gas into the crowd. And that's when the crowd breached the Capitol on that side. And again, different sides of the building, different things happened. Um, but now there's video where the, there's a second person who who has passed away. And the family is is making the case that she passed away because a medical episode was triggered by the police firing a flashbang when there was no threat, there was no immediate threat at all when the police fired that flashbang. And no warning was given either. Uh, that's the other thing that's out there. So it you're an extra special kind of stupid if you go to a vigil for a protest. I mean, that's that's just, it's, that's extra dumb. But, you know, we're, we're dealing with the lowest common denominator. Anyway, to the phone lines we go. Robert, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hi, Casey. Hi there. Uh, yeah, did you hear... Uh, Biden this morning, he was talking about uh, January 6th, and uh, he was saying that those people that went in there were con- were constructing a gallows so they could hang Kamala Harris, the vice president. Yeah, no, they weren't. Yeah, I know, but isn't that <laughs> ridiculous? I mean, how I, does he get away with saying that? Well, because nobody's going to call him on it. Look, you even have Fox News going, it was an attack. No, it wasn't. It was a, Look, it was a protest that turned into a riot. And it, it, there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, but if you're going to be accurate, you have to go, well, in this area of the Capitol, they were invited in. In this area of the Capitol, the police initiated the assault. In this area of the Capitol, they breached the barricade and they started violence with, with the cops. That's that's all you got to do. But nobody will cover it that way because nobody wants wants there to be any accuracy. They want to continue right. to go out there. I, I'm looking at, you know, the news right now, the, the national and local, and it, it's just full of a bunch of stuff that isn't accurate. But, you know, we've gone over Ashley Babbitt's death many times on this show. Um, There's no reason for her to have been killed. And because the other thing is that if you're going to take the police officer's position, which is that she was trying to get through, nobody's supposed to get through this, this point, that's why I shot her. The problem with that is, is that the tactical team was literally 30 seconds away, and they had been communicating with everybody that they were coming up the stairs to those doors to clear those people out. 
So he had no reason to fire through that door to shoot her because the tactical team was right there and they were going to remove her anyway. So he, he right. never should have fired. She should be alive. Um, and now you're starting to run into all of these these other videos where you've got the Trump supporters going to the police and going, why aren't you stopping this, this breach here? Why are you letting this happen? What's going on? Um, but the narrative is all designed to make sure that Trump doesn't run again or that anybody that Trump endorses doesn't get into Washington, D.C. This has nothing to do with America. This has nothing to do with the Republic. This has nothing to do with the democracy or the Constitution or anything else. All of the January 6th commission stuff, they're still lying about it. Liz Cheney lied through her teeth the other day. This is all about protecting the current political class to make sure that new people, real Americans, don't get into Washington, D.C., That's the whole point of all of this. And Trump is the first person in the non-political class to breach like that and get into office. And he has been supporting people who are not of the political class to do the same thing all over the country. And they don't want that to happen. And that's what all of this is about. I know. Well, then when Trump got in, all their money-making schemes came, came to kind of a halt. And they, they had to get him out because they were losing billions of dollars that they usually, you know, are getting on these, uh, you know, deals that they're making under the table. Oh, yeah. Well, I, and look, I, it, so uh, this comes up a lot. I actually got a text. Me- it's funny. I got a text message from Sean over at Nutrition HQ the other day. He's like, yo, one of your listeners uh-huh. is here and he's asking me what that website is that tracks all of Nancy Pelosi's stock trades is. <laughs> yeah. I was just, these random, you know, conversations that happen. It's, you know, it's quiver quantitative. And they got banned. They got banned from Twitter. So Quiver Quantitative, which all they do is track public, publicly available information. They just put it in a nice little, you know, spreadsheet for everybody. They got banned mm-hmm. from Twitter. Like, why? Because they don't want you to see how much money they're making or what moves they're making and, and the things that they're doing with insider trading. Everything right. is designed to protect the political class and all of their donors and recipients of their aid and everything else. You know, the the last time that there was a mass exodus of regular Americans was the Tea Party movement. And the Republican Party hated the Tea Party movement, which is why they co-opted it with the Tea Party Express. And But the legitimate Tea Partiers who got into Washington, D.C., the Republican Party primaried every single one of them, and they fought tooth and nail to get a lot of them thrown out of office in the next election. Many of them have stayed, but most of them are gone now. They don't want them there. They don't want you there. They only want their acolytes and their, their... Foot soldiers who will fall in line and make the phone calls to the donors and scare them half to death to get, you know, five, ten bucks here and there. That's all they want. That's true. <laughs> you know, it's that's crazy. And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, you talk about arresting, every, you know, they're going to arrest everybody that breached that the White House have walked in. Well, they've already let go of the BLM and Antifa and all yeah. the undercover FBI guys. So how can they, how can they even say that? Well, and what's interesting is somebody asked this during one of the uh, the news breaks there is like, you know, did the women's march breach the Capitol? And the answer to that is yes. Uh, now, I don't know if they did that specific day with the first one on Inauguration Day, but they did breach it in 2018. And like almost 600 of them were arrested. Now, they breached the Capitol. And you could argue that there was less violence in what. OK, that's fine. But not many people engaged in violence on what happened on January 6th. A no. few people did, but most did not. And so what ended up happening is they arrested those like 570 some odd women's march protesters and they gave them a $50 citation for illegally demonstrating. 
which is what most of the people on January 6th should face at the absolute most. Yeah, that's what they should have got. Right. And and I'm okay with that. You know, and, and yes, some of them went into the Capitol who were invited in. They should face no charges whatsoever. But if you can identify people who were there who breached the Capitol, you know, because a lot of folks went into the Capitol not knowing what had happened with, with, you know, a breach or any violence or anything like that. They were just in the Capitol because everybody else is going in there and they're following the crowd. They didn't know what was going on. In other places, the police initiated violence and in other places, police let them in. You know, like I said, it's, it's, this yeah. isn't difficult. The video exists. It's kind of like the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. The video exists. Just watch the video and you'll see it. It's not, it's not that difficult. What, what, yeah. what about all those news people that were already there with their cameras and everything ready to, to film and take pictures? Did they breach or did they let them in ahead of time? Yeah, no, no, many of them did. Many of them breached. Now, some of the video from in, yeah, yeah, some of the people um, who filmed from inside the Capitol were actual Capitol police personnel. So, some of the people who are inside with like a handheld, like a cell phone or something like that, who filmed people coming in, they were actually Capitol police. Some of them have been identified and they've given their stories and, and that sort yeah, of thing. Those news guys that took the pictures of the guy wearing a helmet and the horns and everything—that was a setup. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he's not even a, a. I don't even think he's a Trump supporter. Last I checked, he wasn't even a Trump supporter. You know, and and what they're yeah. what they're doing to the guy. I mean, regardless of what you think of of Viking dude or whatever they call him, um, <laughs> you know, regardless of what you think of the guy, I mean, they're they're trying to throw this dude away for like ten years or something, right? Was it like ten years, oh, Josh? We're talking about like ten years. Like, what did he do to deserve ten years in prison? We do we have any footage of him attacking anybody, assaulting anybody, doing any? Do we have any footage of that? <laughs> And here's no, he's th- just posing. <laughs> well, yeah, and, you know, okay, but he's the guy wearing the costume, so he's easily identifiable and, and all of that stuff. But here's the thing. We've got BLM activists, Antifa activists, on camera, initiating the violence and breaking windows, okay? They didn't get arrested. Yep. One of them got paid a lot of money for his footage, and because it got exposed, they went back and they, they, they took his, his money away from him out of his bank account. But they paid him. <laughs> But, you know, it, the yeah. only reason he doesn't have that money now is he got caught. So the news media lied to you about police officers being killed. You still had Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden just a few weeks ago saying that police officers were killed that day. No, they weren't. It never happened. Um, the, the media lied to you about that. The media lied to you about what instigated, um, you know, the breach of the Capitol. The media lied to you about Trump initiating all of this and calling for it. The media lied to you. Uh, about the the damage that was done and the cost of the damage that was done, and they hid that lie for over a year. Yeah, well, that's why I said it was all still all part of the coup, and they're still pushing the coup. Right, and you know they're telling you it's an insurrection. They're telling you that they were armed with weapons. We st- I've still seen members of Congress say that uh, AOC lied to you about being nearly murdered and that she was being stalked there. That never happened. <laughs> You know, here's, and this bill. is the this is the thing. So, like, if you're the news media and you're pushing a vigil in South Bend for the January 6th protest, Ashley Babbitt shouldn't have been killed. If there's a vigil, it's for her. Right. Period. Should be. And, you know, I went back and forth on this until we found out specifically that the tactical team had been communicating with all of the officers that were there that they were coming up the stairs at that moment. And the moment he knew that the tactical team was behind Ashley Babbitt and the people who were trying to breach those doors, he should have stood down, and he chose right. not to. He chose to shoot her in the neck. That's what he chose to do. 
And yeah, that's a sick thing. Well, it, it, you know, and this is the same guy who, by the way, left his his uh, service pistol in a toilet stall in the bathroom. Remember that They're story? And some protester would pick it up and start using it, and well, then they could use that too. Well, this wasn't even yeah, this wasn't even with the uh, the protest. This is a story from like a year or so before that. Okay. There was a story about you know uh, like a secret service agent or a capitol police officer who left their service pistol like in a in a poop stall. And it was What's it was the off? same guy. We ended up tracking it down. It was the exact same guy who had done it. So, you know, this is this is a person who's who's got some issues. He was never in any danger. Um, you know, there's there's some rumors that hey, look, you had some some members of Congress that were behind those doors and they had to protect those doors. And I get that, but the tactical team they had been communicating that they were right behind those people who were trying to breach the doors and they were going to clear them out. It was so much so, when you go back and you watch the video, for those of you who watch it, and keep in mind, you're going to see Ashley Babbitt get shot in the neck, okay? But if you do watch the video, when he fired, the tactical team raised their rifles and aimed it at him because that's how close they were. He fired into oh the tactical team while she was there. You know, it, it. that's, when you watch the video, when he shoots through the window and he shoots Ashley Babbitt, Right behind her is a guy in in black military uniform with a helmet and everything. He's got an M4, and he's aiming it at the police officer who killed Ashley Babbitt. And the reason is they didn't know who shot at him. So this guy fired into the crowd and into the tactical team. You know, that's the type of stuff that that doesn't get covered at all by anybody. And Now, that's the kind of stuff they cover up because it's just their agenda. Right. But, you know... Like I said, the news media has access to all of this information. All they have to say is, look, in some places there was violence. In some places the police started it. In some places it was peaceful. That's all you have to do. But they're not interested in that because it's all designed to protect the political class and to keep anybody that Trump might like from running for office. That's that's all it is. So It's not fair, but that's the way it is. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but everybody's so pitted in their tribalist nonsense that they won't take a step back and look at it and go, oh, okay. They're just going to continue to run with this insurrection narrative in spite of the fact that it clearly wasn't an insurrection and anybody takes the time to look up what an insurrection is knows that it wasn't one. So, all right, man, I got to roll, but I appreciate the call. Thank you, Kate. All right, you all take right. care. Bye. We got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Going to head back to the phone lines. Glass Doctor of Elkhart, St. Joseph County phone lines, 574-25-95-95.3. Joe, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi there. I was wondering if you could give us some guidance or some advice on how to handle this new uh, vaccine and testing ETS. Um as a local business owner with over a hundred employees, okay. I feel like we're kind of stuck in a spot where we have to uh, toe the line and, and do exactly what they're asking. And even if we may not believe in it's for the right cause and not for the true safety of our employees. So I uh, wanted to see if you had any guidance for me. Okay. So, cause I've been a little bit out of the loop because last time when I went on vacation, it had been halted by the courts. Is so that not the case anymore? The Sixth Circuit put it back in motion, and then the Supreme Court is is uh, addressing it tomorrow. But there's no okay. injunction, so that means okay. uh, it's going to go into 
uh, into play, I think, on January 10th is the mask man- mandate. I, I got you. I got you. Um, well, I would probably look at some of the legal cases that have been filed by companies like the Daily Wire. Um, you know, it, it's here's the thing. Like, I, I, I could tell you what I would do, but I can't tell you what you should do. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's fair. And, what you, would do. you know, what I would do is I would stick up for my employees and I would take the penalties if it ever came down to that, because I'm, I'm assuming that it's probably not going to come to that. But I can't tell you to jeopardize your livelihood and your company to do that. But that is a position that that I, as a boss, would likely take or what I would probably do is is find a way to get under that 100 employee threshold as, as painful and horrible as that is, even if that meant paying somebody under the table. But I can't tell you to do that because <laughs> that's not the appropriate so-called legal course of action. Catch my drift? I, I get it loud and clear. Yeah, clear but but me as an employer, even though I don't have the, those employees, me as an employer, I would fight for the rights of my employees to not put stuff in their body they don't want to. And that's kind of where we stand. All right. Okay. Thank you, Casey. All right, Joe. Appreciate it, man. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, um, I would fully. That's right. I forgot the sixth court. Uh, did that, but I I would fully expect that this is not going to uh, not going to hold up. But you never know. I mean, that's just it. Everything is uh, everything is a toss up with the Supreme Court these days. We have more coming up. News Talk ninety five three Michiana's News Channel MNC News Time is five thirty one. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations. Get the thing that you didn't get for Christmas. Go to impressjewelers.com. Hmm. Hmm. Have I um have I ever made any any suggestions on the show? You've been here, Josh, about there might be a problem with pedophiles in the judicial system in this country. Have I have I made a, an accusation about that? Oh, hey, a judge is considering tossing out uh, Ghislaine Maxwell's guilty verdict. <clears throat> Dramatic pause. Oh, it's because of a juror issue. Sure it is. Last week, Ghislaine Maxwell was convicted of five federal sex trafficking charges after the jury concluded that she had helped recruit teenage girls to be sexually abused by Jeffrey Epstein, who did not kill himself. Did you see that they dropped all of the charges against the guards that fell asleep when he when he killed him? Did you see that, Josh? You didn't see that? That happened when I was on vacation. I posted about it on social media. That's right. The guards who were charged had the charges dropped. So, Ghislaine Maxwell gets a guilty verdict. The the charges against the guards are dropped. And now a judge wants to toss her guilty verdict out. Right. That's all a coinkity. Maxwell was charged with six federal counts and convicted on five. She could face up to 65 years in prison. However, there is now a possibility that Maxwell could file for a mistrial after one juror revealed that his own personal history of being sexually abused helped him convince the jury to convict Maxwell. Oh. Oh. Wow. You realize if this holds, okay, if this holds, what that means for every single rape case, Josh? Doesn't the news media tell us that, like, every woman has been raped at one point in their life? If you're a woman out there and you're going, I haven't been raped. No, no, you have. You just don't remember, according to the news media. So how are you ever going to get a rape conviction 
if the jury has women on it or if any of the men have connection to a woman who has been raped, Josh. How's that? Am I missing something here? If somebody who is sexually abused talked about that during the process of the jury going through the evidence in the the Ghislaine Maxwell case, and that is case for a mistrial, reasons for a mistrial, then anybody who has ever been sexually abused, raped, or knows somebody who has, which would include 100% of men, because again, every woman has been sexually harassed or abused in their life, according to the news media, then that would mean you could never convict a rapist again, Josh. Could never happen. Because you'd never get an untainted jury pool. It could never, ever happen. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> you thought this story was over. You got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm under the impression that I have a uh, fresh water heater for me at home. So I I know that some of you have asked me about this. I got a lot of questions about it after the show yesterday. I think I said something in passing and I didn't realize that I had said it. People were wondering if my water heater blew up. Um, It didn't actually blow up. The safety stuff that's built into it relieved the pressure in the tank before it actually did and by relieve the pressure in the tank i mean put scalding hot water all over my basement Uh, (laughs) so we have been without a water heater since sunday and here's this this is what's weird about this right so i i'm sitting there dealing with the water situation downstairs i'm you know my wife is is calling a plumber it's Sunday, so we know we're going to have to pay emergency rates and on-call rates and all of that stuff. So she she calls. She calls the company, and, like, the customer service is just weird. I'm like, yeah, it's pouring into my basement right now. Like, I, I kind of need somebody. What's going on? And if they could help me get this all shut off without causing a catastrophic error or something like that, that'd be great. And this girl was just, like, not interested at all in helping so anyway, they set it up to where whoever was on call was going to come out. A couple hours later, I hadn't heard anything. And I am, so I call back. At this point, you know, I, I'm just, I'm handling the flood downstairs. Um, wife is helping me out with it. And I call back and I'm like, look, is there an ETA? My kids got to go to bed. I just need to know when they're going to be here. They say they're going to call whoever was on call. They come back and they go, I just spoke with the uh, the plumber who's, who's out and is going to come. He's going to call you in just a couple of minutes right after we hang up. It's like, okay. Two hours later, Josh never heard from him. So at this point, I call back and I go, yeah, flooding has stopped. I've got everything cleaned up. I've got it pretty much dried. I am not going to be using your services. So I fired them. You know what they did? They called me at midnight trying to come by. And then they called me the next morning trying to come by. No. You know what we did do, though? We went with Great Lakes Heating and Plumbing. And I, I not being paid, got, I just, I got to tell you, I, they, they're amazing. They were supposed to be out tomorrow morning. They called me today, and they said the part came in early. We're going to come out, and we're going to get your uh, your uh, new water heater in this afternoon. 
So thank you to Great Lakes. I appreciate it. Should have known better, man. Should have gone with a family locally owned business. That's how it works. So they've they've spared me. <laughs> Looking forward to a good shower. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Bill O'Reilly is up next. You all have a wonderful night. We'll see you tomorrow.